Good morning. And good morning in Zoom room, FaceTime, or wherever you are right now when you're watching this. Please let my words speak for you. As I take a deep breath in, bringing in love. And I release it, releasing joy. bringing myself to this one place, this one perfect moment. Feeling the joy and the love in the room surrounding me. Deeply grateful for the opportunity to once again be with my family. As I open my heart, I open my mind and I open my soul in preparation for drinking in Reverend Diana's words this morning, which always have some kind of a crumb for me, or a conundrum. And so right here, right now, I just say thank you, God. Thank you for this perfect day. Thank you for my life. Letting my words go, I know that they are taking place immediately and so I just say thank you Father Mother God and so it is Amen Good morning Thank you Lucinda for creating this open and beautiful space for us this morning I welcome you all if you're here in the room or online with us today my name is Reverend Diana Johnson I'm pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center we are an independent interfaith community and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality so I welcome you home to our community if you choose it for yourself I welcome you home to your own mystic heart because this is where everything you need lives already. So we begin this morning by joining our voices together in song and uh, helping to shift us into a higher vibration, moving us into the upper room.
in our loving kindness, God is always reflected. Let love be the guide. We are one in this life, all connected. Our hearts open wide. In our loving kindness, God is always reflected. Let love be. We are one in this life, all connected, hearts open wide. In our loving kindness, God is always reflected. Let love be the guide. Let love be. We move more deeply into our meditative time together by taking a nice, deep, slow breath in, sensing a brief pause at the top, and then letting it go. Allowing the breath to carry us to a deeper peace, a deeper wholeness that is always available, bringing our awareness to presence, to spirit, right here and right now, both within us and in this space. Grounding even more deeply into the silence, And sensing an opening of the heart, an opening of the mind, an opening to the spirit within, preparing the soul for deep listening, for receiving the gift of this time together. We take a moment to honor our connection with all that is. Together we envision a web of consciousness, an energetic field, a holy presence that surrounds and infuses the planet. Each of us a point of light, reflecting our radiance to the many beings that share this space and time with us. every human, every other than human creature, every plant, 
the rocks and the minerals, the water, the wind, the stars and the planets, all of it infused with spirit. And the space in between all of the material aspects of this planet and its beings, that space in between isn't truly space, it is spirit. All of it in relationship, forever connected by our coexistence at this time, in this place. Forever one in spirit. Sense the light that is present in all of it. As we share time in prayer and meditation, we leave an imprint of peace on the world. The love that we feel and express brings a showering of grace. And that showering of grace touches everything and everyone. Take a moment to feel the atmosphere we are creating. As we come together, we set an intention that each one of us is a beneficial presence on the planet. That each one of us leaves a positive imprint on human evolution. The world is a better place for our being here. And that as a community, we use this time to move the world toward a more generous, compassionate, and harmonious expression. Together we walk as love in action. This morning we center our reflections and contemplations on what it means to have peaceful relations. We are relational beings, living in relationship with one another as humans. We live in relationship with our homes, our communities, our country, and this amazing planet that sustains us. And we live in relationship with every other being that inhabits the planet as well. Being in relationship implies an exchange between two entities. Two entities that belong together, that depend on one another. In relationship, there is an agreement. I support, tend, or care for you in whatever way is called for. And you support, tend, and care for me in return.
What does it mean to have peaceful relations? The word peaceful points to something that is free from anxiety, stress, violence, anger, or abuse of any kind. It means that all is in balance, harmonious, working smoothly for the good of the whole. And so peaceful relations are those relationships that are free from any kind of discord. The Taoists remind us that if there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there is to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. And if there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. There's a beautiful prayer that comes to us from the Franciscan order of Catholicism, the prayer of St. Francis. This Christian prayer points us to numerous ways that we can create peaceful relations in our lives. It asks nothing of us that we cannot do, if only we are willing. We began our reflections on the prayer last week with these lines. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Let me submit myself to a deeper wisdom, inviting God's peace to flow through me as I draw upon the guidance, courage, and power of spirit. Let me offer a clean slate, an open mind and a willing heart. May my physical body serve as a vessel through which God's peace may flow. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Walking in either hatred or love is a choice in every moment. In the face of hatred, may I sow a seed of love. Because I know that if I plant and tend a seed of love, it will grow and will soon become strong enough to stand on its own. Hatred has no power of its own. Love is the only true power. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. May I sow seeds of healing and reconciliation so that ultimately I can accept and forgive and be freed from the pain and suffering of past hurts 
May wholeness be restored in me, in my life, in my spirit, by my sowing seeds of pardon. This week we continue. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Doubt is part of the human condition, as is faith. We sometimes think that faith should be displayed in ways that are dramatic. But human faith is not usually that way. It is sometimes a quiet shaping, an edifice built stone by stone from the hard labors of our heart. It is expressed as day by day we awaken and tend to what is ours to do in faith that we will awaken again tomorrow to one more opportunity to live, to serve, to make a difference. As we awaken spiritually, we take our faith one step further. We might find a steadfastness of purpose, a sense of prayerful watchfulness, a deep sense of compassion for other beings, or a deep awareness and experience of the existence of God. As we embody and express these qualities in the world, others are called to witness. And by our example, some of them are changed. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Despair is the sickness of the soul. If the despairing soul is to heal, it will do so on its own. Despair goes far beyond sadness to a place of hopelessness. One who is in despair cannot be consoled by words only by our peaceful presence. By our willingness to bear witness to the suffering and not recoil.
If we are able to stay with someone at their time of darkness and doubt and simply bear witness, we are performing a holy act. And the wounded heart will know. By the mute testimony of our presence, we are saying, you are a child of God. And you matter. And that is sometimes enough to make a wounded heart turn back, if only for a moment, and feel the presence of the light. Relations, the interaction between beings, is essential to peace. If beings were not interfacing with one another, there would be no friction, no conflict, so there could be no true peace, for there would be no need to choose to cooperate, no one else to accommodate. It takes at least two to create harmony. Within our beloved community, we enjoy peaceful relations most of the time. We get to practice living in an atmosphere of goodwill. But how do we maintain our serenity when we go out into the world, when we are no longer relating to those who share our values? That is the true test of our own spiritual evolution. What would it take for me to be an instrument of divine peace in this world? What would it require of me? What might I need to release? What might I need to embrace? Is my faith strong enough and sufficiently resilient to manifest peace? No matter who or what is before me? Mystic philosopher Ken Wilbur reminds us that there's an urgency now, no excuses. As the wisdom holders, we need to help people find what's important, to grow up by moving through the early stages of emotional maturing, to clean up by doing shadow work, wake up by doing spiritual practice, and show up by serving humanity in the world. Growing up, cleaning up, waking up, and showing up are all ongoing processes. We can't wait until we are fully enlightened to begin bringing peace into our world. We are who the world has been waiting for. 
in our three minutes of shared silent communion, let us call to mind a relationship or situation in our life that would benefit from greater peace. How have we dealt with it in the past? How could I change my behavior in a way that would bring greater harmony regardless of the actions of the others involved? Deeply enveloped and saturated in divine peace, 
We allow our awareness to return to this time and this place. Grateful for the love and support of spiritual family and for the faith and inspiration to become instruments of peace, to be the change that our world needs. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Our own peace of heart and mind will almost certainly be challenged at times. Not everyone will appreciate our efforts at peace. And at those times, it's always helpful for me to inquire, who did you think needed your love the most? As Reverend Diana continues her Teze inspiration this morning, we receive her message with our open hearts, minds, and spirits, knowing that as we commit to being the change for good, Spirit empowers us into ever more and more peaceful relations. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. You'll notice this is not a request. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. Where there is doubt, Let me sow seeds of faith. And where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, may they see my light. This line does not mean that we have to be the light only that we are to give the light. We shine the light. We can do this whether or not we are temporarily walking in our own darkness. We are asked to simply move our attention from our own life circumstances, whatever they may be and make ourselves an available presence to another as a way to illuminate their darkness. In offering ourselves in this way, we find our own darkness lifting. As we see another move step by step into the light, we recognize the light returning to our own lives as well. I close this meditation with the words of Kent Nurburn. It is not given to us to know who is lost in the darkness that surrounds us. 
or even if our light is seen. We can only know that against even the smallest of lights, darkness cannot stand. This prayer reminds us that we all have light, no matter how faint and fragile. And it calls us to proceed as if it is our light that matters. Perhaps it tells us it is our light that will make a difference. Perhaps it will even help to lead a stranger home. the car.
St. Francis and shining my light in the world, I am creating peaceful relations with all beings and with Mother Earth. So we close in prayer by knowing the one source of all of life is the one light, the only light. And it shines in through and as all of its creation in every moment with no exceptions. Anything we see that looks to the contrary is simply an appearance of a condition that is in transition. And so I hold all that I see as the spark of divinity, as divine light. I walk into this week allowing this prayer to infuse every cell of my being, to remind me that in every moment I can choose peaceful relations with myself, with other people, with the planet, with the world. And so I say thank you, Spirit, for bringing us together today in community to share in this powerful reminder. And I release this prayer knowing that it is already unfolding as each one of us. And so it is. As we close our Teze meditation this morning, we offer you the opportunity, should you choose to, to share of your financial good and support of our community and the work we're doing. If you're joining us online today, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button. You'll find our mailing address as well. And so I thank you in advance for all of the gifts of every form that come in and through this community and support. Please enjoy another beautiful rendition of the prayer of St. Francis. Hatred, let me breathe. 
stop there, that's enough. So I say thank you for the many gifts that flow in and through this community that keep us moving and growing and reaching out. Thank you, Spirit. And so it is. So we're going to go ahead and close with our soul's blessing. Um, if you'd like to stay, Hope you do. I think there are others coming for our conversation. We're going to pick up where we left off and carry this forward a little bit. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. Thank you for joining us this morning. Have a beautiful Sunday.
And good morning to you out in Zoom land, in Facebook land, or wherever you are when you're watching this. Taking a deep breath in. And releasing it. Breathing in love. Breathing out peace. Taking a moment to sit in this, this place that God has created, to feel the love and the joy and the peace. in this space as God surrounds us and in this moment knowing the peace and joy filling my heart I open my heart I open my soul I open my mind as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana and the words that always give me something to think about. And everyone else now. And so I just say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being my family. And thank you for the love. Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Looks like there are a lot of people at the lake today, you think? <laughs> That's at the lake. But the ones... Last chance. That's right. The ones that are meant to be here are here. It's perfect. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson. If you're new online with us this morning, um, I'm the pastor spiritual director at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center, and we are an independent interfaith community. We teach universal principles and practical spirituality. And I just want to welcome you home if you choose to be a part of this community. And also um, welcome home to your own mystic heart because your everything you need is, is within yourself. And that's what we're here to point you back to, is back within. So we're going to start with some upbeat singing today as we do every Sunday for our Conscious Conversations. If you'd like to join in, feel free. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible so, through prayer. Welcome to the mystic heart. Feel like I'm just coming out of the Taze meditation finally. Everybody get up on your feet, see the light in everybody you meet. Everybody get up on your feet, 
position, isn't it? Have you tried that? Have you tried that? Opening up that way? Give it a try. I mean, you, you can sit and do it. You don't have to be quite that vulnerable. You know, just wide open. Opens up your heart. Opens your ribs. Opens your lungs. Opens your spirit. Ah. Feel a spirit just pouring down the funnel, right? Beautiful. So we're calling awareness to the presence of spirit in the body. Boy, that does that, doesn't it? Feel the energy moving down and through. So I invite you to join me this morning in the co-creation of a love-soaked world where all humans embody compassion, generosity, love and peace and freedom and justice where all people everywhere honor and care for one another. For the earth that sustains us and for every life form that shares this beautiful planet with us. Every life form. And you know it's all alive. The rocks. The sand. The water. The trees. All of it's alive. We're creating a world where all needs are met gracefully and easily where all beings are well fed and have the safety and comfort of home, where mental and physical health and education and healthy relationships are fully supported by social systems that are grounded in wellness and wholeness. We're creating a world where every being serves the greater community doing whatever feeds their souls and are well supported for their time and talent. And it is by that service that each one comes to find meaning and belonging in their lives. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for the uniqueness that they have that comes to the planet through them. Where authenticity and integrity are norms, not exceptions. Where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred and free of violence with our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we're writing a new story, a more peaceful story, a more loving story, a story in which there's no greed and where abundance means having all that is required for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual thriving. We do not lower our vision no matter the appearances in the world. Because we know with our whole hearts that such a world is inevitable. It's only a matter of time. So we align our actions to support our vision. And a new world is being born by means of us. Our hearts, minds, arms, and doors are open in radical welcome. All lines and feelings of separation have been erased. And in keeping with the vision, our community is open and loving. All people who seek belonging find it here. With deep faith in the great mystery that I call God, we trust that our prayer is acted upon 
We know it is so. And we prepare for its graceful unfolding in the world. We feel a deep sense of gratitude. We release it to the Holy Presence. And we give thanks that it is done. And so it is. Amen. Satu Ashe. Aho. Good morning. <laughs> Small but mighty we are. These are some of the people in your spiritual community, spiritual family, some of your support system. So isn't it nice to know that we have that support when we need it? Anytime you need anything, you can give a call. If you're with us at Teze this morning, you know that our topic this month is connections, and our conversation this week revolves around having peaceful relations. We are relational beings by nature. So what does that mean to you? We are relational beings by nature. We need each other. We need each other. Okay. Our society requires uh, interaction. Society requires interaction. <laughs> Chuckle. <laughs> I read an interesting statistic last week. They were talking about loneliness. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that a lonely person is, affects their health to the same extent that smoking 15 cigarettes a day does. Yes. Being lonely as a human being affects the health, impacts the health negatively in a really serious way. What, what if you only smoke 14? <laughs> So there's an indication in the way in in the fact that we're born into families that we're meant to be social beings that we're meant to be supported by other people and in close connection with other people. Pack we're pack animals. So we were using um, the prayer of St. Francis last week, the first three lines, to talk about last week's topic. And that was more about being in relationship, know thyself, being in relationship with yourself. This week we're going to use the same prayer, the next couple of lines, and carry that forward and look at being in relationship with one another. So the first few lines, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is darkness, light. So this is as far as I took it this morning. And in Teze, we really dug deeply into each line and to what that's really asking of us. And I made the point as well that this prayer by St. Francis, it wasn't a request. Okay, Lord, make me an instrument. It was a command. And in biblical times, the words used in Aramaic by Jesus often to ask something, the word actually meant something more like making a demand. It wasn't, please do this. It was, 
it's done. It's a demand, it's a command, it's an acceptance that it's already so. So in this prayer, it's assumed that we are capable of doing this. We are capable. So we have everything we need to do it. And this is more of a recognition that as we acknowledge our ability to do this, so it is done. So why would I choose this prayer as a lens for looking at personal relations? Because that's what we need to do. <laughs> because we need to follow these instructions <laughs> to have peaceful relations. Yeah. St. Francis um, has the image of birds on his shoulder, and that implies that he must be a very peaceful man for those birds to be comfortable yes. with him. Yeah. And that sets an example for me. Uh, because, and what you just said about asking is kind of a new perspective and insight also. Mm -hmm. The word ask has always meant to me to achieve permission from right. something outside of myself. Right. And so for me to, to understand that in asking something that I'm coming from myself right. with power. Yes. Uh, that's kind of a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Instead of you know, waiting for some sort of affirmation, I can carry that already inside myself. Yes. And so I can ask with that power. So, yeah, Jesus said, knock, the door shall be open. Seek, and you will find. He's talking about it takes you taking the step, but the capacity is already within you to have or do or be anything that fills your soul. Now, that doesn't mean that the capacity is in there and that we have everything we need to have, everything we think we want. That's not the same thing. Could you explain a little bit more mm -hmm. about what is meant by injury? Because to me, yeah. Where there is injury, let there be healing, because I don't understand the context right. of what they're saying about yeah. injury. So where there is injury, when someone has done something that we feel harms us or has harmed another person or has harmed the planet or a group of people in some way, so injury in that sense, some action has been committed that has wronged or harmed someone. And we as human beings tend to have very strong opinions about people who do harmful things. Although we as humans also tend to, even inadvertently maybe sometimes, do things that harm others. So it's part of our nature that we can either do harmful things knowingly or unknowingly, and that when those things, acts are committed, may I so pardon, not in accepting like it's okay to do that, or necessarily forgiving even initially, but the seeds that he's talking about are seeds of reconciliation, to reconcile within myself so that healing can begin. So that's what that line is really talking about, is reconciliation and healing. 
and I did um, the word I just was going to use <laughs> mumbled in my mouth. Ideally, there it is. Um, we will allow that reconciliation and healing to bring us to acceptance, which doesn't mean I approve. It just means, okay, it's happened. I can accept that it's happened. And then ultimately forgiveness, because forgiveness brings us healing and wholeness. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for us. So where there is injury, may I sow seeds, just the beginning seeds of reconciliation and healing, so that I and all concerned may come back to a state of alignment and wholeness. Me too, just so you know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> just I just feel kidding. I like I'm celebrating the fact that I chose to come here today. Yes, um, me too. Because choice is a wonderful thing to be able to have. Yes. And think about the word acceptance when it comes to the word choice. Once you have made your choice, um, is, is fully, can you accept that you've done it and let go all of the self-doubt, all of the other things that right. you might have done that you feel like maybe you've shortchanged yourself? Mm -hmm. You've got to let that go because guilt feelings do you no good. Right. Trust that your choice was the right choice and there's something here for you today and there's a reason that you followed that choice, right? Oh yeah, and there's no doubt that already since I've been here the alternative was to stay at home and be immersed in all those things that I should have done and try to chip away a little bit here and mm -hmm. there, uh, but still I'm frustrated. When I've come here today, uh, I'm refreshed. Right. Way. And you go back to all those things with a, high, a, a new spirit, with a new sense of new your capacity to take it exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. A resolution. Right. Yeah. Nice. So this prayer is very universal in its language. It is a Catholic prayer, but it's very universal. It speaks to all beings everywhere. And it doesn't ask of us anything we don't have the tools to do. We're sometimes not willing to do it, but that is a whole different talk than our capacity to do it. Um, and it offers us, as you said, a bunch of keys or a bunch of tools that we can use in creating peaceful relationships in our lives. So I'm going to continue with the next line. Anybody know what the next line is? Where there is darkness, light, then what? Anybody know? Where there is sadness, what would we bring to sadness? Joy. Joy. What is Francis suggesting here? Is that reasonable? walk into a sad space and bring joy? Sure. Yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah also first building something internal. Okay. So for me, if there's sadness, if there's anything else, first I need to 
go there and bring my own jewelry back up. Okay. And then I can spread it outward. Yeah. So he's not suggesting that we walk into a sad room full of people crying over something that just happened and bring balloons. Whee! <laughs> okay, that's not it. It's finding that internal sense of spiritual joy, the quality of joy. It might even be buried in our own darkness, maybe way down there. But to know that it's there and to touch into it and trust that even if it's our sadness, that we have faith that joy will someday return. May not be today, may not be next week. There's a sense of, in, in all of these, is, is going into a situation and saying, what is needed here? Okay. What is needed to uplift this situation? Right. Whether it's forgiveness or whether it's um, hope or whether it's joy. Yeah. So there's a presence, there's a mindfulness of uh, paying attention yes. to those around us, right? To what's needed, as you said, in any, in any situation. What's mine to do here? Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of times you can enter a situation where just your vibrational rate brings other people up. Yes, or down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it's. But yes. I, I've seen a whole room change. Yeah. Like that. It's true. It, uh, it it's not words. It's not physical. It's a vibrational rate that just right. really goes. Oh, hey, it's nice. You know, we like that energy. Yeah. Because you put it out all around you. Right. Yeah. Even further, they're finding. Yeah. Yeah. From the brain, it's about that far. From the heart, it goes on for 20 feet. So they can measure that. Um, <clears throat> I'm noticing, uh, though I'm much more familiar with the emotion of sadness than I am the emotion of joy, they are both connected on the same continuum. Mm -hmm. And if I can feel sadness, I must have the capacity to feel joy as well. Absolutely. Nice insight. They are a continuum, for sure. I want to read you something. I've been um, reading this book to help me in my contemplations for these Sunday messages. Um, I want to share a story with you because it was so impactful to me. And it speaks to this last um, command <laughs> that we're given. Um, it's a short story. This book's by Kent Nurburn. It's called Make Me an Instrument of Your Peace. And this is a true story that happened to him about 20 years ago, 20 years before writing the book, while he was working as a cab driver. So he says, in those hours, I encountered people whose lives amazed me, ennobled me, made me laugh, and made me weep. And none of those lives touched me more than that of a woman I picked up late on a warm August night. I was responding to a call from a small brick fourplex in a quiet part of town. I assumed I was being sent to pick up some partiers or someone who had just had a fight with a lover or someone going off to an early shift at some factory in the industrial part of town. When I arrived at the address, the building was dark except for a single light in a ground floor window. 
Under these circumstances, many drivers would honk once or twice, wait a short minute, then drive away. Too many bad possibilities awaited a driver who went up to a darkened building at 2.30 in the morning. But I had seen too many people trapped in a life of poverty who depended on the cab as their only means of tra transportation. Unless a situation had a real whiff of danger, I always went to the door to try to find the passenger. It might, I reasoned, be someone who needed my assistance. Would I not want a driver to do the same if my mother or father had called for a cab? So I walked to the door and knocked. Just a minute, answered a frail and elderly voice. I could hear the sound of something being dragged across the floor. After a long pause, the door opened. A small woman, somewhere in her 80s, stood before me. She was wearing a print dress and a pillbox hat with a veil pinned on it, like you might see in a costume shop or at a Goodwill store or in a 1940s movie. By her side was a small nylon suitcase. The sound had been her dragging it across the floor. The apartment looked as if no one had lived in it for years. All the furniture was covered with sheets. There were no clocks on the walls, no knickknacks or utensils on the counters. In the corner was a cardboard box filled with photos and glassware. Would you carry my bag out to the car, she said. I'd like a few minutes alone. Then, if you could come back and help me, I'm not very strong. I took the suitcase to the cab, then returned to assist the woman. She took my arm and we walked slowly toward the curb. She kept thanking me for my kindness. It's nothing, I told her. I just try to treat my passengers the way I would want my mother treated. Oh, you're such a good boy, she said. Her praise and appreciation were almost embarrassing. When we got into the cab, she gave me an address, then asked, could you drive through downtown? It's not the shortest way, I answered. Oh, I don't mind, she said. I'm in no hurry. I'm on my way to a hospice. Okay, I can do this. <laughs> I looked in the rearview mirror. Her eyes were glistening. I don't have any family left, she continued. The doctor said I should go there. He says I don't have very long. I quietly reached over and shut off the meter. What route would you like me to go, he said. For the next two hours, we drove through the city. She showed me the building where she had once worked as an elevator operator. We drove through the neighborhood where she and her husband had lived when they had first been married. She made me pull up in front of a furniture warehouse that had once been a ballroom where she had gone dancing as a girl. Sometimes she would have me slow down in front of a particular building or corner, and we'd sit staring out into the darkness saying nothing. As the first hint of sun, was creating the horizon, she suddenly said, I'm tired. Let's go now. It's salt in my eyes. <laughs> we drove in silence to the address she had given me. It was a low building, like a small convalescent home, with a tar driveway that passed under a portico. Two orderlies came out to the cab as soon as we pulled up. Without waiting for me, they opened the door and began assisting the woman. They were solicitous, intent, watching her every move. They must have been expecting her. Perhaps she had phoned them right before we left. 
I opened the trunk and took the small suitcase up to the door. The woman was already seated in a wheelchair. How much do I owe you, she asked, reaching into her purse. Nothing, I said. You have to make a living, she answered. There are other passengers, I responded. Almost without thinking, I bent over and gave her a hug. She held on to me tightly. You gave an old woman a little moment of joy, she said. Thank you. There was nothing more to say. I squeezed her hand once and then walked out into the dim morning light. Behind me, I could hear the door shut. It was the sound of a closing of a life. Oh boy, I did better than I did at home. Proud of myself. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that she'd go back or somebody would go back and get that box full of photos. <laughs> but I can see why it didn't happen. So where there is sadness, joy. Thank you. <laughs> this is my joy right now, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> where there is sadness, there is cleanness. Cleanness, yeah. <laughs> So you can see that it, it doesn't take much to impact a person's life. Thoughts? Random acts of kindness. Random acts of kindness can be so powerful. Very powerful. Awareness. Awareness. You know cab driver might not pay any attention and you're in the car, you're out. Right. Yeah. But he was very aware. Mm -hmm. So how often are we that present to what's going on around us and what another might need? How often are we engaged in others more than we're engaged in ourselves? to the point where we can even see what's being called forth. <coughs> we never know how our actions are going to affect another being. I'm going to read you just another paragraph. It's not as teary, I promise. I did not pick up any more passengers that shift. I drove aimlessly, lost in thought. For the remainder of that day, I could hardly talk. What if that woman had gotten a driver who had been angry or abusive or impatient to end his shift? That's what David's talking about. What if I had refused to take the run or had honked once then driven away? What if I had been in a foul mood and had refused to engage the woman in conversation? How many other moments like that had I missed or failed to grasp? We're so conditioned to think that our lives revolve around great moments. But great moments often catch us unaware. When that woman hugged me and said that I had brought her a moment of joy, it was possible to believe that I had been placed on earth for the sole purpose of providing her with that last ride. I do not think that I have ever done anything in my life 
that was any more important. <clears throat> What's going on in there right now? <laughs> yeah, Bob. Well, what St. Francis said, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace would apply to Yes, he was able to share and bring peace to her final journey. Lucinda. For me, it's also a reminder to listen both inside to what I'm being told and outside to what someone's saying. Not just their words, right, but their tone, their expression. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine, please. Yeah. What does that even mean? Right. I think a lot of times we feel small, like, what can I do to make this world a better place? Um, mm -hmm. But in that moment, that sweet old lady wasn't concerned about the civil rights movement. She wasn't concerned about India nonviolently gaining its freedom from the British Empire. That was the most important thing right. in her world. And so, you know, things, people like Gandhi and, and Martin Luther King, I mean, you, the cab driver's right up there. Right. Yeah. In her life, in her world, he was her hero. He was her hero in that moment. Just driving around town, being her, her host. What a fine example of compassion. Yes, that's compassion right there. When we remain present to what's before us and we listen for what is being called for, and then take that next step and act on that call, we become a ray of sunlight breaking through the darkness for people. We become a moment of joy peeking through the sadness for people. We affirm our connection, that connection that reunites a person to the human family. Again, Kent Nurburn says, how will we know what act will bring this reconnection? Will it be a kind word? A bouquet of flowers? A short walk or conversation? Maybe a cross-town ride in a cab? Almost always it is something small. If we would follow in the footsteps of Francis, we must look beyond consolation to joy and seek the small and unexpected gesture that can create joy. We don't always get it right. Often we will miss the mark entirely. But when we find the exact touch that brings light into the lonely room of another's sadness, we're being true artists of the spirit. We're creating joy where there is sadness and helping another's spirit burst forth into song. So I invite you to continue chewing on the ideas in this amazing prayer this week.
maybe ask for guidance as to which of these lines is speaking to me the most right now. Where do I have the most room for shift or growth? Am I to be an instrument of God's peace? Is there a particular situation in your life or in the world that's calling you to peace? Are you being called to respond to hatred and violence with love? Are you being called to address and meet an old injury with reconciliation so that forgiveness and healing can happen? How can you bring your faith into doubt, into a circumstance of doubt and uncertainty? The changing world brings a lot of doubt and uncertainty. I think if we look around just a second we can find a spot to bring faith in. Where can you sow seeds of hope when there's despair? In the midst of somebody's sadness, how might you be the presence that brings that light of joy? By being an instrument of peace to begin with. By being an instrument of peace to begin with. Yeah. So let's close this portion in prayer. Holy One, Source, Creator of all that is, I know that you are the only life. I speak here and now to you as the life force that moves in and through everything. The life force that gives life to each one of us, to, that gives us our authentic and unique expression, and that gives us this beautiful planet and all that it offers in support of our experience. Hmm. I know that as we come together, we are reminded of our own divinity, of our true capacity for peace and for love and for joy and for healing, for wholeness. We are created as whole beings. And so with this reminder, as we move into our week, we come back into a more closely aligned place with our Creator, with the One, looking for opportunities to be the qualities of spirit that we wish to experience ourselves. Knowing that as we make this effort, as we remain present to what's being called for around us, we are given guidance and we have the courage and the strength and the willingness to act according to that guidance. I say thank you, Spirit, for this gathering today, for each one who has given time and attention to being here. I say thank you in advance for the beautiful sharing of food and fellowship that will follow our time. And I say thank you for the many powerful blessings of this day and of every day. I know that each of us are blessed and guided. 
And so I release this prayer in full faith that the living and lo loving and powerful presence of spirit has already acted upon it. I can count on that. It is an infallible principle. And so I just set it down. I allow it to be lifted and carried. And I watch my prayer as it is answered in our lives. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Hmm. So I invite you to bring your awareness back, if you haven't already, into your body, into your senses, to the atmosphere of the room. Boy, I thought I wasn't going to make it that time. <laughs> so every Sunday we offer you an opportunity to join in celebration of the work that we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good. If you are at home, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or you'll find our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program for those who would like to make a heartfelt monthly commitment of support so we can more effectively budget and plan for our growth. Those who engage in committed giving are helping to create stability to our community, gives us our bank backbone. And we're most grateful for those gifts and for all gifts as they're offered. You can find out more information on our website if you're interested. Please consider pledging your support. So as we move into this time of giving, I offer my heartfelt gratitude, thankful in advance for all that is offered, blessing these gifts so that they might serve the world well by means of Mystic Heart. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each one who offers this gift this morning or at any time. Thank you for planting seeds of faith in our future. And so it is. Amen. You will notice we are moving away from our affirmation, at least for a while. Not that you're not invited to continue that affirmation on your own, but every little while we like to kind of shift and flow what we're doing. So I'll be doing a prayer for the offering instead of our affirming together for a while. See how that goes. But please enjoy planting seeds by Nemo Patel and Daniel Maimad. Been a long time running, I never knew then what I know I know now. That the fruits they always come in, but you can't go around just knocking them down. It takes a long time to show in. We plant the seeds then and we look at them now. But the roots are always growing, no matter if I'm there or never around. Whatever grows will grow, whatever dies will die, whatever works will work, whatever flies will fly, whatever fails will fail, what's meant to soar will soar, 
I am planting seeds. Nothing it's like your whole life you've been training for this moment, and when the time comes, you just disown it, meaning you just surrender, don't control it. Not interested in the clay pots and mold, or sitting next to the path trying to unfold it, or waiting for the fruits to fall down toward you. Let it go, and now you're flowing, feeling quite gorgeous. So you take steps away instead of towards it. What a rush, feeling freedom with nothing to hold. We've been taught that what you touch will always turn to gold, and now we're learning when we let it go, it overflows with no credit to take cause no credit is home a higher power working deeper where the seeds are sowed and when the seeds are true then there's seeds of gold but the real gold is joy when life starts to flow and when it does you just smile cause now you know i spent a long time running i never knew then what i know i know now let the fruits they always come in but you can't go around just knocking them down it takes a long time to show in we plant the seeds then and we look at them now but the roots are always growing no matter if i'm there or never around whatever grows will grow whatever dies will die whatever works will work whatever flies will fly whatever fails will fail what's meant to soar will soar I am planting seeds Yep, when it grows, it grows And when it dies, it dies Come on If it works, it works Let it fly, let it fly When it fails, it fails And when it soars, it soars I am planting seeds love that last picture. Thank you for helping me to plant seeds for trees under whose shade I don't expect to sit. And in that perfect phrase, I just take this moment to say thank you, God. Thank you for the love and the support for Mystic Heart as we grow, expand, and do our part in bringing love, joy, and acceptance of all in this world. 
Thank you for the gifts that help us carry that forward. And making it come faster. And also, in a deep gratitude for each and every person here who brings the love and joy to my life and to each life here, into my world and the world of each one here. And I'm deeply grateful knowing that that goes outward from here. It's never ending. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. singing room, as River calls it. <laughs>